0: Welcome inside episode 702 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan, still without my luggage, but thriving down in Florida, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains on a game day, a battle for capital supremacy, the Sens and Caps battle in D.C., and the Capitals are one of the hottest teams in the entire league.
1: And Ross, you're wearing your 67s hat, so we got to talk about Tyler Boucher, player of the game for Team USA with two goals. Oh, a full world junior check in,
0: perhaps? All that and more, and it's brought to you by Bet Online. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Visit Bet Online, it's where the game starts, and now the show starts. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Thursday, December 29th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Where the best way you can help the show grow is to leave a comment below and make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Senators YouTube channel. Make sure you put that bell on as well so you know when new videos go live, like tonight's postcast, where we have immediate reaction following every Ottawa Senators game. Tonight, it'll be the Martian with Brandon Piller, and I got to bring up the Martian when I bring up Tyler Boucher. If you missed any of the clips from yesterday's game, he's got you covered, as Tyler Boucher was named player of the game for Team USA
1: with two goals against Slovakia. And Ross, these were just classic Tyler Boucher goals, like, right in front of the net. The first one is a great example. He's providing a screen in front of the net, gets the rebound, falls down, and still is able to score. They thought about challenging for goaltender interference, but... Ross I thought if anything that goalie interfered with Tyler Boucher he comes out of his crease to kind of tackle him to try to get the poke check and Boucher is able to stick with the puck and then second goal similar thing he's hanging out by the net he's back door and he finds the loose puck and bangs it home so for all the Tyler Boucher haters this one feels good because uh, Martian especially can prop up saying look Sure, maybe sometimes uh, the Tyler Boucher lovers overhype his net front presence and physical play, but once in a while, he cashes in and he puts up goals and he's named player of the game for Team USA in a losing effort to Slovakia. Yes,
0: two goals for him, and he could have had one, if not two, in the opener as well for Team USA. Who, I mean, they won that game, the loss to Slovakia. It's going to be super interesting. We'll get yeah. into the entire World World Juniors, but sticking with Tyler Boucher, it's awesome to see him thriving because you know that at some point it's a confidence thing. Yeah. And being told over and over again, 10th overall pick, this is this is what we're setting the bar at, is being impressed by a 10th overall pick. Well, now he leads Team USA in goals. So all of a sudden, you're, you're looking at it like, okay, maybe there is some value. And he hasn't even had a chance to really use his shot, which we know is a, a plus skill for him as well, but crashing around the net. Great to see. And uh, elite prospects, Mitch Brown, who's been on our show before. Uh, we always appreciate his insight. It's not just hot take season, which we love to do, which is, I feel like when we're, you're in a situation like us, it's one thing when you work for a kind of network, let's say like elite prospects, you probably want to be a little more, um, what would you say? A little more in depth if you're going to criticize a player, but Mitch Brown comes out and says, seems like Tyler Boucher is on the cusp of a breakout. In his recent 67s play and at the World Juniors, he's more aggressive off the boards, taking pucks to the middle instantly instead of cycling. Thinks that's huge. He also continues to say, I know it's easy to criticize him for something he had no control over, but he has legit shooting skill off puck offensive play and transition upside. If the recent aggressiveness with his pucks a sign, he'll start scoring a lot more soon. Perhaps there is still top nine forward upside. Again, that's from Mitchell Brown, who's the director of video at Elite Prospects. They're actually doing a bunch of manual tracking uh, on the World Juniors, so always worth the subscription there at Elite Prospects. All right, Pilsy. So with Tyler Boucher with two goals in the bag, now we turn our attention. We were having a laugh about this. Zach Ostavchuk, sick goal, like ripped that puck. But uh, his two goals, let's say they haven't necessarily needed to be clutch. In last year's summer and the goal he just scored.
1: Yeah, he scores uh, again when this game is well out of reach. I believe it was the goal to make it 9 1, or was it 10 1 at that point?
0: Uh, it was 11 0 last summer, and this was the 10 1 goal.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, hey, you still like to get some goals in the international stage, and anytime, like scoring a goal in a Team Canada uniform, I don't care when it is, you could be losing. 11 to one or winning uh, by a major margin. It doesn't matter because that's just an incredible feeling. And it feels good to have sense prospects popping off on the world stage here. It certainly does. And hopefully
0: Oscar Pedersen can get back mm-hmm. uh, to his scoring ways. He had a goal and an assist in the opener. Uh, didn't play too much. Only 12 minutes in team Sweden's second game, a one nothing win over Germany. But he'll have a chance to play against Czechia today, so it'll be two cents prospects in action going up against Tomas Hamara, who's playing in a depth role. I thought he'd be a little higher up the yeah. uh, depth chart on the back end, despite being still 18. He's he's eligible for this tournament again next year. Same with Pedersen, but for those guys, I mean, with with Hamara, we talked about it. They won what eleven nothing was nine nothing, and he had zero points despite playing 20 minutes. in in the game, or 19, I should say. So hopefully a little offense from Hamara. We know he's transition-type defenseman, uh, so we'll see that today in Halifax as Canada's next game is tonight against Austria. Talk about a get-right game, even though you could say an 11-2 win against Germany certainly set the stage for that after falling to Czechia 5-2 in the opener. Tyler Boucher's USA will take on Switzerland today against Leon Bixel, who's been kind of to me one of the best players in the tournament on the back end and uh, kind of willing Switzerland to wins over Finland and over Latvia. So that'll be a tough test today. But lots to follow with the World Juniors, but it's also an Ottawa Senators game day Pilsy. Ooh. and thank the heavens Alex Ovechkin does not have the
1: opportunity for any history tonight. Yeah, it was uh, your hometown Winnipeg Jets that had to suffer not one, but two Alexander Ovechkin goals on that one. My hometown will and for always will be Ottawa, just so you know. your Your current town, even though you're in <laughs> Florida right now, you know where I, I was reside. getting that. Where I reside. Yes, your address, location. <laughs> how about that? Um but yeah, that's tough. Uh, I know you were saying the people of Winnipeg were up in arms about uh, allowing Alexander Ovechkin to get the goal on an empty net there. Another empty net goal. Remember, we were talking about how he just feasts on the empty net. Wow. Yeah, no doubt.
0: I mean, he scored 801 and 802 against the against the Winnipeg Jets there the other night. The Capitals are red hot as well. We'll get into a full game day preview later on in the show. But yesterday, Ottawa called up Jacob Larson from the back end, from Belleville so he's up Dylan Hetherington already up in the lineup what about Lassie Thompson we're gonna have that conversation next on Locked on Senators today's episode
1: is brought to you by Pillsy. help me out here I will go with our friends over at bet online Ross because this is going to be an interesting game tonight up against the Capitals I might toss a couple shekels on your Ottawa Senators in this one because the points are getting crucial here and We'll get into it in our game preview, but some lineup changes for both teams could have a major impact on this game, but It's not, uh, believe it or not, it's not just Ottawa Senators hockey that happens on betonline.net, even though that's what we're mostly talking about. You can also get football, Thursday night football. You can get basketball. How are the raps going to start heating up here, or will they even? You got golf, boxing, UFC, whatever you like. You can find it on betonline.net. They're the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, they got all the latest odds, news, scores, updates, plus, player performance, props, and more. So go to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Guys, it's betonline.net where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends
0: at Shawarma Palace. Ottawa's best meal is at Shawarma Palace. Full stop. There's nothing better than a shawarma palace platter, but you can also get wraps there if you want to grab a quick lunch. If you want to grab a poutine, you can get the shawarma poutine. Are you kidding me? Over at any of their nine locations in Ottawa, from Orleans to downtown. They got you covered anywhere you need, even at Carleton University in their food court. My favorite's always the flagship location, the OG, Ottawa's best shawarma since 1997 on Rideau Street right at Augusta, Great location. Also on Bank Street by Gladstone. You're never too far from a Shawarma Palace, but if you want to be too lazy to head to a Shawarma Palace, you can always use Uber Eats and get them delivered right to your door wherever you are in the Ottawa area. Also, Shawarma Palace. Yes, I mentioned that they love everybody who comes in the door and they make sure that they're serving you the same size portions that you get at your Christmas dinner. Because I know you're still full from that now four days later. But the, the portions are unreal. And especially with inflation the way it is at grocery stores, you are more economically friendly to your own wallet if you had to shawarma palace every few days and get that perfect balance between rice, between salads, between garlic potatoes, between the luscious freshly shaved Shawarma, whether it's beef or chicken head to Shawarma palace at any of their nine locations and make sure you're following them on social media as well. Shawarma underscore palace on Twitter and then Shawarma palace, Ottawa too easy to find on Instagram. They got a great following already there. So go be among royalty at Shawarma palace, Ottawa senators game days, taste better at Shawarma palace. So make sure you head there today and let them know that locked on senators sent you. All right, Pilsy, game day, we'll get into it in a little while. The Senators coming off a huge 3-2 shootout win over the Boston Bruins, the NHL's best team, who then went into New Jersey the next night and got the win, so Ottawa really putting a stop. Better
1: than the New Jersey Devils? Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Since the Devils beat the Ottawa Senators 5-1, and our friend Trey Matthews over at Locked On Devils had his little victory lap tour. <laughs> Devils are 500, 7-7-3, seven, seven, falling yeah. in the Metro.
1: But, I mean, when you start off that hot, you can afford to uh, go 500 for a while. I mean, the Senators would love to be at 500, so we can't say 100%. much there.
0: 100%. So, no, that's, that's just a little tongue-in-cheek joke. But, I mean, the Washington Capitals are catching up to the New Jersey Devils because the Capitals are 9-1, and one. In their last ten games, of course, one of those wins coming in overtime against Ottawa. They've also won five in a row. We'll get in that game day preview. But we had a great uh, a listener wrote in on Twitter. Um, it was Glenn. Glenn Sharp wrote in asking, "Hey, where's Lassie Thompson? We know that uh, we know that Dylan Hetherington's been up and in the lineup, yep. and now Jacob Larson's been recalled. What would you say to people who are wondering, well, where the heck's
1: Lassie?" I would say that Dylan Hetherington and Jacob Larson, no offense to those guys, but they're replacement players. Like, they're guys that are being brought up to fill a bottom pair role while other players get healthy. JBD, especially, he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Artem Zub, Nikita Zaitsev, when those guys are healthy, Larson and Dylan Hetherington will go back down to Belleville. So, I don't think that... um, Management wanted to bring Lassie Thompson up just for a couple games here or there to play on the bottom pair. It's much better for Lassie Thompson's development to have him playing top pair minutes in Belleville, uh, playing big special teams minutes, whether it's on the power play or killing penalties. And the Belleville Senators need Lassie Thompson. So I think right now, JBD is ahead of Lassie. And I, I think it doesn't make much sense to have both those guys up at the same time. I like JBD coming back into the lineup. I think that's a nice boost for this team. That's really hurt on the back end. So I think maybe fans are frustrated being like, Lassie should get opportunities ahead of Hetherington and Larson. There's so much more uh, drafted investment capital in a guy like Thompson rather than those guys. But the key thing is, you need to develop those guys when you can. And it's, in my opinion, it's much better to have them playing more minutes in the AHL than less minutes in the NHL, especially for a short amount of time. Absolutely. Also, Jacob Larson, not going to play, right? That's the thing, right? So if you call up Lassie, just for him to sit in the press box, what, what's the point there?
0: What's the point? And he also, he hasn't been playing that great. I mean, you want it to be somewhat based off of merit. If he's going to get up at, and in the lineup, excuse me, um, also lefty righty, which yeah. I think you alluded to there. I think that's important to note as well. But, I mean, Lassie had that little stretch there right after he was sent down where he had three assists in three games. But, I mean, he, he's at four points in ten games since he's been sent back to Belleville from his his stint in Ottawa that actually ended, ironically enough, in the 5-1 win that really started the Senators kind of rejolt of their season where they're now 9-4-2 and since that that game so uh, I think he'll, he'll get his chance but Pilsey, that brings us into tonight's lineup and the reason why you go with the right shot defenseman even though Zaitsev's out and I know Holden's playing his offside but you're not going to have a right side of that much youth is Jacob Bernard Dockers back in the lineup yeah. and he was playing well up until the last game he played which I think he got hurt early and tried to battle it out but the whole team was brutal that was the 5-1 loss to New Jersey uh, ironically enough, that we just talked about where the whole yeah, team is awful. That but was bad. It's going to be great. And it looks like he's going to go right back and playing with Thomas Shabbat.
1: Yeah, I like that because uh, I think JBD and Thomas Shabbat, in my mind, that's still the top pair of the future unless Pierre Dorian brings in a top four right shot defenseman because I think they complement each other so well. Is JBD ready for top pair minutes in an 82 game season? Probably not yet, but. Right now, he's your best option. No Zub, no Zaitsev. Those are uh, Thomas Shabbat's typical partners. So I like having JBD up there and because uh, you wouldn't want Nick Holden playing there. Uh, Hamnick and Sanderson, you want to keep those guys together. Branstrom is still out. Sometimes Branny uh, sneaks up there with Thomas Shabbat as well. So I think having JBD up there is is the right move here
0: hundred percent and we're going to get into how the rest of the lineup will shake out but first I mean we have to mention that this Capitals team is also missing because I know we're going to touch on some Senators injuries I'd argue the Capitals have it way worse right now and there's no excuses coming out of DC they're still winning a ton of games
1: yeah that's the thing uh you talk about the, the decor hurting in Ottawa well John Carlson their top defenseman a guy who's up in points, uh, leaders in defensemen year after year. He is on the IR now. So that is a big loss for this Washington Capitals team. But like you mentioned, they're on a five-game win streak. Ross, since they beat the Ottawa Senators before the break, well, they came to Winnipeg, and Alexander Ovechkin broke the record, and they got a 4-1 win there. And then their last game was up against the Rangers, and they shut them out 4-0. So in their last two games, they're outscored opponents 8-1, and the opponents were the Jets and the Rangers, so not bottom feeders. So, these guys are still clicking here. Anytime you have Alexander Ovechkin in the lineup, you're a threat to win.
0: Also, that. the Washington Capitals historically have dominated Ottawa in Washington. 9-1 in their last 10, but... They were 9-0 in their last nine before the Senators got a 4-1 win last February in <laughs> Washington. Hey, we're holding on to anything. We can. It's been a house of horrors for Ottawa basically since 2014. I mean, we could probably go back to the Ovechkin era where Ovi's Honestly, just dominated. Yeah. Like, you go back to his 500th goal against Andrew Hammond. That was in mm-hmm. a 7-1 win for Washington there. And, and the whole team came out. Everyone was celebrating. That was just such a punch in the face. But, um, hey, they won that game and fans might remember that game as a not so great one because that's a game where Tom Wilson completely steamrolled um, Thomas Shabbat and he ended up missing the next little while. So um, no Tom Wilson tonight. It doesn't look like no no TJ Oshie, no Nicholas Backstrom, no John Carlson. Like that's four fifths of their top power play.
1: Honestly. Yeah. So that's a massive part of this team that they're missing. Uh, So you know what, if you're the Senators, sure they have injury problems too, but with the roster they had up against the Bruins, taking it all the way to shootout winning, I, I believe they have a chance in this game. Like, I'm not counting them out for sure. And last game up against the Capitals was even worse because they, uh, Branny and Rourke Chartier went down during the game. And I think, did Tyler Mott go down as well? Like, they had so many guys go out in the game and they were down so many men and they took it all the way to overtime. So I believe this team has a chance.
0: They've got a chance, and we'll tell you what some keys to making that chance a reality are. And who's going to start in goal for the Ottawa Senators? I mean, Cam Talbot had about three games worth of action in last game against the Boston Bruins. All that's coming up next on the Locked On Senators podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. We love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub, getting you to and from Senators games safely and creating an amazing atmosphere at their bar. We're already starting to circle the calendar about when we can do a live show at the Glebe Central Pub. But in the meantime, head there yourselves. Let them know the Locked On Senators sent you. They're the official pub of the Locked On Senators podcast, and you can visit them in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. Just make sure you tell them the Locked On Senators sent you. Great food specials, great drink specials, great atmosphere, and I'll personally guarantee if there's a Sens game, It's on the TVs at the Glebe Central Pub. So head there today. Pillsy, give me a menu item. I know you love the the eggs. You're getting all crazy. You know me. I'm more of like when I go to the
1: pub, I want finger food.
0: I guess you could argue eggs are finger food.
1: I was going to say I don't typically eat a a pickled egg with a a fork and knife and a nice cutlery on a plate or anything. You tuck the napkin into your shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been known to eat pickled eggs without cutlery, that's for sure. But I'm I'm going off the food menu on this one, Ross, and I'm going to drinks because you know what? Not a lot of places have that at the right time is the perfect pick-me-up. How about an espresso martini? Wow. that Because that can be either you start the night off with that, get a little caffeine, get some, get some vodka in you, get the juices flowing, or maybe the game's just ended. It, it's uh, You're trying to keep things going. Get the espresso martini going. So I like that menu item from Glebe Central Pub. It's like going to the gas station midway through your night. Get, fill you up with a little espresso and a wave. Yeah. Get, get a pickled egg and an espresso martini. The ultimate <laughs> yin and yang combo. We need to talk to our friends at the Glebe Central Pub called the
0: Pilsy Combo. An espresso martini served with a pickled egg. Usually it's the <laughs> egg. I'll have, I'll have uh, you know, maybe some coffee beans they serve as a garnish. I'm thinking, like, for a, a gin drink or something, they'll be like, hey, can I get that with olives? It's like, no, I'll get it with a pickled egg instead. <laughs> Love it. So go visit our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, and check out their website, Glebe Central Pub, and find out when the next Sens Shuttle is $15 round trip to and from the Sens game. Can't beat that deal. They leave an hour before puck drops. So go visit our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. And it rolls in perfectly, Pilsy, to a word you're about to say. Because if you head to the pub, make sure that you're taking an Uber or walking home.
1: Or have a shuttle bring you to and from the pub to the game. And, yeah, it's an important message, guys, because, look, the holiday season it's especially important you're hanging out with friends and family a lot of people have time off work and you're having a few drinks and a few drinks become a few too many and as the evening starts to end people start trickling out you start thinking oh okay how am i going to get home well i drove here it's not a far drive i'll just drive back home it's not a big deal what can happen it's it's a 5 10 minute drive i know the route couple turns not a big deal well A lot of big deals can happen your insurance can go up you can lose your license you can even lose your job you can total your car and you can fatally injure yourself or someone else everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk it's no secret but the results are often tragic and deadly however that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel after they've had a few drinks so you need to take a step think and plan ahead how you're going to get home Police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers to save lives for safety reasons. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or others' lives forever. Drive sober or get pulled over.
0: All right, Billzy. Game day preview: Sens and Washington Capitals from the heart of the District of Columbia. The Sens, I mean, you, you love to see that effort against the Boston Bruins. You wish it could be a sixty-minute effort, but yes. it certainly was for Camp
1: Talbot. I, I don't know when it's um, when it's the Boston Bruins and they're clearly like they're the best team in the NHL and they're not looking at wild card aspirations. It's not the end of the world when you give them a point, so. I'm okay with it.
0: All right. And I saw Leafs fans upset about the point that Ottawa gave Boston because they're obviously playing well, but Boston's staying ahead of them in the standing. So you know what? That makes it all worth it. puts a smile on my face.
1: Yeah. Although, Ross, there are a couple games tonight out of the Sens games where we do not want third points happening and games going past regulation. Uh, most notably, Detroit and Buffalo. We were talking before the show. What outcome do we want here? I mean, doesn't matter as long as there's not three points handed out.
0: Yes, exactly. But let's get into tonight's game, the Sens and Capitals. You want to start with the Caps or the Sens?
1: Let's start with the Caps end off with your Ottawa Senators, Ross, your right, hometown you run- team.
0: Yeah, there you go. You want to run through the uh,
1: lines here? <laughs> so we got Alexander Ovechkin with Dylan Strom and Connor Sheary. Sonny Milano with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha. Marcus Johansson with Lars Eller and Obey Kubel. Fourth line, Protas with Dowd and Hathaway. And then this decor looks a whole lot different without Carlson on it. Eric Gustafsson with Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Dmitry Orlov with Nick Jensen. Alex Alexiev with Irwin and Ingle. We're not sure who's starting between Kemper and Lindgren, but the Sens did face Kemper last time these two teams played.
0: Yes, he did. And, uh, he played pretty well. I mean, the Sens beat Darcy Kemper. We should mention, like, we, we touched on the fact that Washington beat Ottawa recently, earlier this season. It was the Ottawa Senators that came away with a 4-1 win. Yep. That was back when the Sens were on a four-game win streak.
1: <laughs> the good old days.
0: Yes, the Washington Capitals are 20-13-4 on the season, 9 and one in their last 10, and yes, ageless wonder Alex Ovechkin has 37 games, and he leads the team with 41 points on that stretch. Who is your lookout player
1: among the Caps tonight? My lookout player is the player that got the game winner last game. It's going to be Marcus Johansson, and he's an interesting player, Ross. I was looking at his, his career stats, and He played, I think, seven seasons with the Caps, and then he was a journeyman, switching teams every single year. New Jersey, Buffalo, uh, Minnesota, Seattle, so many different teams, and it just wasn't working out for him. Well, he comes back to Washington, and things are clicking. He has nine goals. Five of those goals are game winners, so this guy knows when he's needed. We talked about clutch with Zach Estabchuk. Well, Marcus Johansson, also clutch over half of his goals are game winners. So he's someone I'm going to be keeping an eye out because although he's down on the third line, he does get some power play time. And like he showed in overtime, when he gets time and space, he's still got a good shot here. So my lookout player is Marcus Johansson.
0: I like that one. He's a guy who stepped up, obviously, against Ottawa in the past and, and a good kind of motor player who can go up and down the lineup. And you need those types of players when you have so many injuries in your top six, among others. But I'm going to go to the back end For my lookout player, Pilsy, I'm going with Eric Gustafson, and he's a guy who will get an elevated role. You assume he'll take over John Carlson's injured vacancy on the blue line, on the power play, but he's also humming offensively. Five games ago, he had a hat trick against the Toronto Maple Leafs. A hat trick as a defenseman in only 19 minutes of play. So he's carried that momentum with him. It started what has now become a five-game point streak where he has five goals, four assists, good for nine points. He's plus eight, and now we expect him to be elevated even further as well. So you know what? This is a guy who I'm going to be looking out for. Kind of an undersized, like, could this be hopefully what Eric Brantstrom ceiling is kind of an offensive Hmm. mover who does good things has played on some bad teams before he was in Chicago, he was in Philly. And now he's a guy who's kind of spreading his wings here in a more offensive situation.
1: Yeah. He's an interesting player for sure. Especially. I mean, when Alexander Ovechkin plays on both power play units, All the defenseman has to do on that power play unit is slide it over, just like Thomas Chabot does so well on this team. So he's someone that could pick up a point or two if uh, the Sens aren't careful. All right, let's
0: turn our attention to the Ottawa Senators in tonight's game. And DJ Smith just finished talking to the media, and Jacob Bernard-Docker is officially in. And there's no morning skate today, but he did say that the rest of the lineup stays the same. So it'll be Tim Stutzla in between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. Shane Pinto between Alex Debrinkit and Drake Batherson, Dylan Gambrell between Parker Kelly and Jake Lucchini. Mark Kaslik between Derek Broussard and Austin Watson. On the back end, we expect JBD to just slide into the vacated spot of Nikita Zaitsev beside Thomas Shabbat. Sanderson with uh, Travis Hamannick and Dylan Hetherington and Nick Holden on that third pair. Cam Talbot, I mean, how can you not go with him, Cam Talbot? We're just putting yeah. him in the in the net here, especially with a back to back on the weekend. You figure that Forsberg will get one of those games, so ride the hot hand. Cam Talbot nine eight and one on the season with a two sixty six goals against average and a nine fifteen save percentage. He's coming off a nine sixty one save percentage, forty nine save performance against the Boston Bruins. It's game thirty five for the Ottawa Senators and yet another opportunity to get back to five hundred on the season. Who are your locked on player in tonight's game?
1: I'm going to go with JBD. This is a big return for him. He was out a long time with a high ankle sprain and now I mean, similar when Timmy came back from injury, put right on the top line. Well, JBD's put right on the top deep air here. We're going to see just how well that ankle has healed us. He's probably going to play massive minutes with Thomas Spot in this one and I think getting JVD back really helps this lineup. Uh, he provides, you know, some smooth skating. He's a guy that plays really smart, responsible hockey. So that's going to help Thomas Chabot be able to pinch and be a little more offensive than he had had been recently. So I'm going to be looking out for JB. or sorry, I'm going to be locked on to Jacob Bernard Docker here. Uh, it's just really nice to get one of those defensemen back in the mix here. My God.
0: But Pilsy, you said there's potential good news with Artem Zub.
1: Yeah, uh, DJ Smith mentioned that Artem Zub is on the trip, but he's not going to play. But he could play, possibly, if the doctors clear him, in Detroit coming up here, which we need all the reinforcements we can get up against the Red Wings. That is a massive, massive matchup.
0: Especially after the Red Wings earned two points last night, despite being mm-hmm. down 4 nothing after the first
1: period. Wow, I didn't realize that. So five unanswered goals. Sheesh including Jake
0: Wallman in overtime where he proceeded to do the gritty, which I guess is something the kids are doing these days, a little dance move, but um, I I don't know. I don't know, Pillsy. That's a a big comeback and obviously two huge points for the Detroit Red Wings against a good Pittsburgh Penguins team, one that seems Ottawa has trouble getting the better of uh, in in their game. So that's going to be a huge game there on New Year's Eve in the Motor City. My locked-on player – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I thought Drake Batherson was good at 5-on-5 five five despite half his two points coming on the power play. But we can't get through a whole episode without bringing up that he's on an 11-game yeah. point streak. He's got 16 points <laughs> in his last 11 games. So he's got to be my locked-on player. Can he continue this hot streak? Uh, on Twitter, sends Buzz, a uh, friend of the show, he wrote in talking about how... This is now the fourth longest point streak in Sen's
1: franchise history. You believe that's that? insane. Wow.
0: I mean, he's got a long way to go to get to Danny Heatley. I
1: was going to say, what the pizza line has to be the other three there.
0: No, Marion Hosa had 13 in, in one go. So Marion Hosa, 13. That's where he needs to get to next. However, you're right. As it stands right now, at 11 games, he's tied with Alfredson, Spezza, and Alexi Ashen as guys oh, who've had is. 11 game point streaks. So he needs two more to tie Marion Hosa. And then Danny Heatley had a point streak of 16 games, but the most ridiculous one. And I still think that if Drake Batherson happens to get a point in 12 more games, so he's literally only halfway there if he gets a, another one tonight. You're looking, or sorry, he is halfway there right now at 11 games. Yep. Heatley had a 22 game point streak for the Ottawa Senators, Pilsy. How Not only. Not only is that impressive, I think it was 37 points. I I can look this up. and You know how I I know where to look it up quickly? Those were his first 22 games with the Ottawa
1: Senators. Wow. I wonder what they think of the trade now, Key Boucher voice. Wow.
0: He had uh, 17 goals and 21 assists. Good for 38 points in his first 22 games with the Sens.
1: That's awesome. I mean, yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, for people that are still upset about Danny Heatley, just give it a rest. It's been enough time. This guy was an absolute stud for the Ottawa Senators and put up insane – like, that record might never be broken, honestly. Within that streak, there was an eight-game stretch in that streak where he had 12 goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Including four uh, in Toronto. His, his – Yeah, unreal. What a player. Uh, 22 games is a long way to go for Drake Batherson, but he's at 11 right now and he has 16 points in those 11 games. So I'm going to be locked onto him. Honorable mention to Alex Debrinkit just because I love watching him play hockey.
1: Yeah, he's such an exciting player. Uh, If we're doing honorable mentions, then I got to toss mine to Cam Talbot. Hopefully, I don't mush this and he's not starting tonight, but I don't see any reason why he wouldn't start because. That game, that game doesn't even get to overtime if not for Cam Talbot. So this guy, hopefully, he can keep the hot streak going here. Hundred percent. What's your key to victory for the Sens tonight? My key to victory is is going to be. I'm pretty sure the same as last time. Is I think if you can do your best to shut down Alexander Ovechkin here, I'm not too worried about the rest of this team offensively. Ross, we were talking off air. The drop in goal scoring on this team is insane. So Alexander Ovechkin obviously leads the team with 22 goals. There's only one other player in double-digit goals. That's Connor Sheary with 11. No one else even has 10 goals on this team. And you don't you don't have to worry about Backstrom, Oshie, Wilson, Carlson. So Connor all Brown. Uh, Con- yeah, Connor Brown. Uh, all their other offensive options aren't around here. So I know it's it's. Probably one of the dumbest things to say in hockey is, oh, you just have to stop Ovechkin. That's why I'm here saying it. I say a lot of dumb things on this show. But I I think if you can stifle him on the power play, which they did last game, no goals for Alexander Ovechkin, two assists. <laughs> but if you can stop him from scoring, like, I'm not that worried about Connor Sheary chances. Like, don't get me wrong, good player. But I'm not that worried that uh, Nick Dowd is going to tear this team apart. So I really think the key here is focus on the grade eight. And now we don't have to worry about him breaking a record uh, in, in this game. So just just keep him contained as much as possible. Yes. If I want to outdo your stupidity,
0: I'll say, you know what? Get, get <laughs> this to a shootout. The Sens are yeah, one point oh, in the shootout, and Washington's zero two, so it's it's guaranteed win if they get to shootout.
1: That was going to be my next point, but I I was worried you were gonna you were gonna go off on me uh, that uh, you want unlimited overtime and no shootouts. But yes, because again, okay, Alexander Ovechkin takes the first shot. Who's coming? Who else is coming down for the Capitals here? I mean, Ericsson. Yeah, Eric Gustafson, maybe like. I just think the Senators have better shooting threats, even in overtime. I, I like the Sens' chances here. Ironically, yet another bonehead take by me, as Washington won the last game in overtime recently. But I still think the Ottawa Senators have a better chance in in those tight moments where you can you can go scoring chance for scoring chance. I like the Sens' odds of having more options, like when you look at Timmy, uh, Batherson, DeBrinket, Giroux, Brady pinto even i'll throw in there like these guys can get it done in the right areas so i i'm gonna be putting some action on this game for sure ross this is gonna be an interesting one Uh, head to betonline.net for that
0: okay love that my actual key to victory though is make sure your second period is as strong as your first one the washington capitals are third in the national hockey league in most goals scored in the second period so they, they kind of do their feasting, you know. They play with their food a little bit in the first period and then come in strong in the second. I think Ottawa's had a bit of trouble in the second period as well. The last
1: second period against the Bruins was epic for the Sens, though. so that was a great one.
0: Let's build on that. I mean, the third yeah. period was the real problem. <laughs> yeah, was a game- stinker. If your name is not Cam Talbot, you probably didn't have a great third period. But yeah, build on last second period um, because that has been, I think, an issue going uh, throughout the season for Ottawa. So uh, I'm going to be watching that second period very closely tonight for the Sens ahead of their game or in their game against the Washington Capitals. And you said you're feeling good enough that you're going to head to bet online?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... I, I think I'm going to do Brady shots just blindfolded now. Like every game, just no matter where they put the line, what the odds are, just one unit every single game. I like that a lot. Um, to finish up the show,
0: a couple of notes. Yesterday, we had a very important poll. And I, I think I'm going to have to put it up on Twitter still because it was a little back and forth where Daniel, our Central Citizen yesterday, he's yep. got the reverse retro but he doesn't know whose name to put on it, whether it's Shane Pinto or Alex Dabrinkit. Those are his two options, okay? How about this reply on our YouTube channel? And we always read the comments. We always appreciate the comments. Tom replies and says, based on your options, why don't you just throw a number 12 on the back right now? If Dabrinkit resigns, there's your answer. And if he doesn't, pinto's probably taking back number 12 anyways
1: that's genius yeah well played because i was thinking yeah i was like oh the number 12 looks really good on there so you got to go to brink and then i was like wait P- Pinner also wore number 12 before alex came in here so yeah i think that's a smart move although then you're double dipping into two custom uh payments here but uh, daniel said he's got a hookup for that and he's a jersey collector so i, I think he's gonna be all right with that
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Now the only qualm would be, is this a one and done like last year's red reverse retros? And then you're like, Oh, if you want to, if you want to split hairs, then it's like, Oh, but he didn't wear that Jersey with that number. I think
1: that's going too far. You would go with that, Ross. You're you're a big uh, like uh, with. I, I think the jersey that I have back back here, and you have it as well. You were thinking of who to put on it, and you crossed out everyone that did not wear that jersey in a game. Which, hey, I, I respect that, but I don't go that far personally.
0: No, and it's not that I disrespect. If if you go other ways, put whatever you want on your jersey, I really don't care. But somebody should put Locked On Senders on the back of the jersey. That'd be
1: sick. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, LOSP that works. Although, man, still I we need to find the guy that put Tim Stutzla as his customized jersey, and it says Tim Stutzla on it. That's so good. <laughs> Either that
0: one, or somebody tweeted at us as well. They put Superstar with the umlaut on the back. Hell yeah, I like that's that money. I That's like that funny. I yeah. like that a lot. So yeah, no, it's just something I noticed. And if I, wasn't actually at the outdoor game, maybe I would have cared a bit less, but since I was at the game, I'd want to commemorate it with someone who played in that specific game where the senators shut out the Montreal Canadians. And I almost got to see the Habs shut out last night as well. I was oh, so close. They got a garbage time goal with three minutes left. And I, I had the tweet already planned. <laughs> I was going to say, nothing makes me happier than seeing Habs fans travel to watch their team shut out. And then in brackets, except this time it wasn't minus 25 for four hours.
1: Yeah. Tampa a little nicer. Yeah, that's for yeah, sure. a
0: little different, but Hey, big win for, uh, for Tampa. And now the Ottawa senators are ahead of Montreal in the standings and they, they got to stop. The senators do this jockeying where it's like, you know what? We'll win a few. And then when we finally make a ground in the standings or like pass Montreal or whatever, I don't want to see this back and forth. Like, no. Step on their throats. Let's go. Win a couple games here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. And, uh, Ross, as we're wrapping up here, we have a fun anniversary here. Speaking yes. of outdoor games, five years ago today, the outdoor game in Buffalo, World Juniors, USA versus Canada. We went to that game. Oh, my God. This was a journey for us. Uh, it took six hours to get from Toronto to Buffalo. There was a transport truck literally on fire on the 401 and then the border was insane the snow was wild we got there uh midway through the third period we pull up to the lot and we're like where can we park where can we park and the guy's like what you're just getting to the game now it's the fourth quarter so obviously this this parking attendant is a bills fan not a hockey fan we're like uh okay whatever and he's like park anywhere we're like i don't care so we pull in and funny enough we were cheering, I think maybe I have this wrong, your encyclopedia brain would probably be better, but I think Canada was up at the time, and we were cheering for USA to score, so that way we would get overtime and shootout, so we wouldn't just be sitting there six hour drive for 10 minutes of hockey, and sure enough, it ends up uh, being tied up and probably butchering the box score there. Uh, maybe you can fact that fact check that for me, but unknowingly, we got to see Brady Kachuk future Ottawa Senator in that game. And the shoveling that went on, like for people that watch that on TV, you have no idea. They had like 20 people between whistles, between commercial breaks, shoveling. Beers were freezing in your hand. Like it was wild and awesome experience. Uh, Unfortunately, Team USA got the win there, but that was a wild experience for us, eh?
0: Yeah, and you're right. It was a multi-goal deficit the USA eliminated in the third period. Yeah, okay, good. Brady Kachuk scored in regulation as well. We had no idea that he was going to be an Ottawa senator at the time. Josh Norris also played in that game for Team USA. Um, It was a cool atmosphere, though, because the snow was flying down. And if you know anything about the city of Buffalo, their sports fans are all time. So it was a great atmosphere at the game. And yeah, we did get it all the way to a shootout where Brady Kachuk scored the winner. So great, uh, great memory there, Pilty, as well, um, as we got to continue our tour of outdoor games when the Senators are involved. I mean, that World Junior one was special as well. Uh, is that your final thought for
1: today? That is my final thought. Oh, actually, no. Final thought Go, Sins, go for the oh, people. Oh, very good final thought. I'll, I'll
0: give a, a quick stick tap. My final thought: Sidney Crosby, one of the 99 people named to the Order of Canada, uh, a huge oh. milestone for his career. But it also just makes me think: how is Connor McDavid 25 years old and they haven't played best on best on the same team? Unbelievable.
1: For real, yeah, true. I mean, unfortunately, that might never happen. Clock's ticking,
0: yeah. Sheesh, tick, tick tick. Well, now that he's in the Order of Canada, he has to stay until 2026 Olympics, okay? Yeah,
1: true. I mean, also, uh, Eugene Levy I saw also made it to the Order of Canada. Love that guy, the, hey, the uh, American Pie Dad. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe a distant relative, Levy Levitan. It's got to be in there somewhere,
1: yeah, I'm sure, yeah.
0: All right, that's enough for today. We'll see you in the postcast after tonight's game. For Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day.